Welcome to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder, CEO, and master mindset coach. I'm obsessed with helping you awake the healer within yourself so that you can step into a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. Join me in training your brain, rewiring your subconscious, and changing your inner world so that you can heal. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I am so glad that you're here, that you decided to spend your time with me. Thank you so much. Seriously, such an honor. And I think I've been looking forward to this episode more than anyone's looking forward to hearing it (laughs) because I'm really excited to get the knowledge out there. I just feel like it was so game-changing for me um, on just so many levels and so many dimensions. And if I can impart some of this wisdom in someone else's life and help change their experience, I will be so happy. So I just, I'm excited to dig in and give you some great resources. Today, we're talking all about brain training and birth prep. If you've been here for a while, so like prior to my first baby being born, then you will know that it was the birth of my baby that propelled me to go fully nervous system focused. Before that, you guys, I was like a little bit of a nervous system focused, but I also talked a lot about like the functional and integrative side and non-toxic living. I was really into the non-toxic living side. um, And I did a lot of work around that. Even though It was ultimately the brain training and the nervous system regulation that put me over the line for healing and getting my health back. I felt like I knew a lot about all the other stuff as well. Other stuff being, you know, like food is medicine and um, lab work and non-toxic living and all that stuff. But then I learned about hypnobirthing. And because it was so effective for me, I was like, this has been the most profound experience of my entire life. Like some people have like an ayahuasca experience and they're like, this changed everything for me. Birth changed everything. And in that moment, I decided to take everything to a nervous system, you know, standpoint in terms of the business. Um, Because to me, that was king. It was like, if I can escape the sensation of pain through brain training, in labor, unmedicated, then I can do anything. (laughs) I already, I had my proof. I had my proof because brain training helped me overcome what I'd been struggling with for 10 years. Okay. But then being able to go through 40 hours unmedicated and fully dilate and not even know it because you were so regulated and so deeply into this state of hypnosis and parasympathetic is wild. It like defies the stories that we've been told. So I want to break it down for you because it's possible for anyone, but it requires training. Um, and guys, this is not like my offering. I don't train on hypnobirthing. (laughs) There are loads of people who do, but I'm happy to speak about it and kind of direct you to the resources that I offer. Okay. So as a like precursor to all of this, so when I was, when I birthed Leo, I was in Austin, Texas before I moved to England and my dream was to have an out of hospital birth. And I wanted to do everything unmedicated because I wanted 
to just like feel the whole process and have a really, I don't know the word, just like not a hospital vibe. I wanted it to feel really like primal and natural. That's what I wanted. There's no right or wrong because I do really believe like it has to be the experience that you want. Like it's your fucking body. Like you get to decide. You want elective cesarean? Great. That's what's best for you because that's what you want. You want an in-hospital birth with an epidural? Great. That's what's best for you. That's where you feel safe. That's what's best for you. Like there's no right or wrong. I really believe that. Like so many people have opinions in the mom world. When it comes to your birth, it's your fucking body. You get to decide what's best for you and what you think is best for you. Like what you want and what you desire is what's best for you. And I just, I'm a huge advocate of that, obviously. And also it's not my business, what other people are deciding, but this is what I wanted. Like, this is where I felt called to. So not everybody like agrees with that or understands that. Um, but sometimes like people who choose that, they just like really strongly feel that urge. And it's like, okay, well, a bit random, but let's go for it. And so, you know, in the States, it's a lot less traditional to do that. As I've like moved here to Europe, especially in England, it is like way more common for people to be doing these out of hospital births, but it's not so much in the States. So my mother-in-law actually was the one who, when they came to visit us, I was like two and a half months pregnant, maybe three months pregnant. And she brought me a hypnobirthing book and I'd never heard of hypnobirthing. And so I, as I do with books and like education in general, I literally like just consumed it in like a day, (laughs) like ate it up. And what was really interesting was that hypnobirthing is this concept that I was, I was, I was familiar with the science behind it because the science behind it is that like fear and pain are so intricately intertwined. And it is the fear of these contractions that causes the pain. So if you can release the fear by educating yourself on what these contractions are doing and then keeping your body relaxed, keeping the muscle relaxed, you can actually release the pain. Like it's physically possible to do that, regardless of the narrative and the conditioning we see via TV of women screaming and all of this stuff like that doesn't have to be the case. And you can decondition yourself. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm up for this challenge. Like this is literally like written for me. (laughs) So I then purchased a hypnosis course and it was in Austin. So a lot of people have asked me like this time I'm taking a virtual one. So I will link it for you and talk about it. But at the time I purchased one in Austin and it was run by some doulas, Austin doula care. They were amazing. I took it with Matt and there was a lot of prep involved and we did it weekly virtually because obviously it was during the pandemic, but like Now I think they're doing it in person. And we met with other couples on the call. It was like two and a half hours long on like a Saturday or something. So it was like dedication to the cause. And it was all about this narrative that I'd read in the book. And I definitely recommend reading a book before you take a class because I just feel like then you're not learning from the beginning, like all this knowledge, like you're building on this foundational understanding where you've had time to like internalize it and um, just like understand it and assimilate it into your own internal map of the world. And I feel like that's really beneficial if you can just like teachers will say, like, if you can read the chapter before you come in, like it really is so helpful for learning. So anyways, I definitely recommend that. So I took the class and then I had lots of great actions for them. And, and one of the actions was to listen to this recording called rainbow relaxation, which I will also link here. I think it's $12. You do have to buy it, which you should because it's amazing and she definitely deserves the rights to it. Um, but it's not expensive and it's like the most profound thing of all the resources I'm going to give you. So I believe it's like half an hour long of a visualization where it takes you through the rainbow. 
Um, and each stage, each color is like associated with the part of the body and you're kind of releasing that, um, any tension in that part of the body and really like delving into calm. And it's teaching you basically how to fully relax and release any tension, which is what you want to call upon on your birthing day. So I did this rainbow relaxation, like sort of hypnosis every night from the beginning of that class until into labor, however many nights that is a lot of nights because I was pregnant forever. (laughs) I like was pregnant until the most amount of time you're allowed to be pregnant in the States. So, um, when I went into labor, my labor did not go as expected, but it, it, it doesn't mean that I wasn't able to use hypnobirthing. And so I'm going to highlight what happened that was profound. When I went into labor, my contractions were one minute apart. They were like, it was like full on. Obviously it was early labor. So it was super manageable. And I was like, this is easy. I'm like killing it. I'm going to take a shower. I even like put some makeup on. Cause I was like, this baby's going to come fast and I'm going to have like my makeup done so I can like take pictures afterwards and have one of those photos that I can print out and frame of like, myself and the baby and Matt smiling and it's going to be great. Took a shower, washed my hair, did some blow drying, breathed through early labor. Early labor is like, early labor is, was like a piece of cake. You, you're just like, you're building up your confidence when you're in early labor. <laughs> but then obviously things got more intense. Um, so the first 40 hours were at home and I actually went to the birthing center and they sent me home because I was managing the contractions really well. Even as I got into transition like, which is the really, like the traditionally more intense part of labor. Cause you are transitioning into active labor and you get this like surge of adrenaline, which is what causes that sensation of pain. Um, and so that's typically where people tap out and they say like, I can't do this anymore if they're trying to do an unmedicated birth. But I was able to kind of move through the whole thing. By the time I got my first cervical check, Um, And for those who are not familiar, that's to see how dilated you are. I was actually fully dilated and I didn't know it, partially because I hadn't had any cervical checks at all during my pregnancy or labor, and partially because like I didn't think I was because I was using hypnobirthing so effectively that I didn't actually realize how much I had labored, (laughs) which is wild. What really worked for me is that I had practiced so much through my hypnosis getting into a state where I release all tension, especially from like my pelvic area and my uterus, that I was actually able to fully release the pain, the sensation of pain of labor through this practice. So like I was able to fully labor and go 40 hours. And to be honest, I would have gone longer if it wasn't um, an emergency transfer with so much ease, truly. And the only times where I had a, a sensation that I would describe as pain was when I wasn't in the zone, which is why it's so important. And we'll talk about this to like shut off your prefrontal cortex, like the logical part of you and tap into your primitive instincts where you're like truly in a state of hypnosis. And that's why the, I don't want to be in a hospital personally, because I feel like in the hospital, like there's so much they're stimulating your prefrontal cortex. Like there's bright lights, there's people coming in and out, there's beeping and computers. And like those things stimulate the logical part of the brain, which makes it difficult for me personally to access that primitive side. Meaning it's 
not as easy, quote unquote, for me to use hypnosis. And that's really why I want to stay out of the hospital. That among other reasons in my last experience. But so I was able to, even when like I would slip back into a sensation of pain, I was able to quickly release that. And it was quite incredible because I remember when I was going through transition and if you've felt transition before, you will, you will know this will be like, whoa, it's hard. Like, I'm not going to say that it's easy. It's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. And in that moment, I was like, I think I'm going to die. But then something amazing happened. I tapped back into that sensation where you release the tension and it all was lifted like that. It was like a drug. It just went away. And it was the most profound moment of my entire life. I was laying in the bath. I was experiencing this sensation because for a moment I had to answer some questions on the phone to my midwife. And because I turned on that logical part of the brain, the thinking part, I wasn't able to tack. You know, I had kind of left that primitive side, the hypnosis side, and I felt the sensations and it was intense. Um, And I thought, okay, this is the first time in my whole labor that I, that I wanted to tap out. And then I had Matt leave. I turned off the lights and I sat there and I I went into the state. And for the rest of my home labor, the sensation was gone. It was truly so profound and almost spiritual to realize that I had this control over my experience by tapping into, you know, something that is hardwired into my DNA and to realize so much, you know, how the different parts of the brain and accessing different parts of the brain support the experience that I want. So there is nothing, nothing that I've ever experienced that will come close to that sensation in my entire experience of chronic illness. And I'm confident in saying that if that's possible, anything is possible. (laughs) And then of course, after this labor, I was like, I'm going to teach people with chronic illness how to regulate, how to turn off this fear they have in the brain and train their bodies to release unwanted sensations. And you'll hear that through everything that I teach. I'm constantly talking about releasing unwanted sensations, releasing unwanted sensations, right? And so that propelled me into where I am today. And here I am, and it's my second birth. What do I have to share to you? Like, what's my wisdom and what am I doing differently? Well, first of all, I'm adding in another hypnobirthing course because even though like I now obviously understand and fully believe, which is going to make it super effective, I wanted a refresh. And so I have a podcast with the girl who wrote my hypnobirthing course. Her name is Poppy Child. I found her on TikTok and she was really just like knowledgeable and authentic. I was attracted to her energy. So I got her on the podcast and now I'm doing her course. I really like it a lot. Um, so I'll link it for you. It's virtual. So like it's pre-recorded. I know that there are so many good courses out there. This is just the one that I'm doing, but I definitely recommend like reading. I'll link the book that I read, reading a book and then doing a course. I definitely recommend it. Like this is not a place where you want to skimp because if you've taken any of my programs or you've listened to my podcast, you know that like the foundation of this work working for you is releasing the beliefs that aren't serving you and incorporating the beliefs that do serve you. So like right now, most of us, if not all of us, if we've ever seen anything in the media, are programmed to think that like it has to be painful, that the pain is a bad thing and all these things. And so because of that, we need to educate ourselves and release those beliefs and incorporate ones that 
I'm, for example, I'm teaching you today that like, it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be like we see in the movies. It can be the most profound, amazing experience of your life. And like anyone can access, literally anyone can access that. It doesn't have to be me because I'm a nervous system coach. It doesn't have to be a hypnobirthing coach. Like by virtue of being a human being, you have the capacity to access the same release and experience that so many of us who are preaching this are having. So I really do want um, to encourage you to put in that work in a timely manner. Um, So yes, the book and the course. Um, If your partner is not like whoever's going to be at your birth, if you have a partner, whether it's like a parent or um, the co-parent of your child, whatever, I also recommend if it's your first birth or the first time they're hearing about it for them to participate in the course. I think it's really important because like they need to understand what you're doing, right? Because like we talked about like the prefrontal cortex and like not engaging the logical side and all of that. If you're trying to hypnobirth and they're talking to you, they're like ruining (laughs) the experience, right? So they need to understand that like one of their roles, for example, is to liaise for you, to be that person. Like I barely talked to anyone for the first 40 hours. Like I only did in that one second, basically in transition because it was like a critical question. My husband flagged everything. He actually left the room to flag it. So like if there was a call, he would leave to where I literally couldn't hear anything because it was so important for me to stay in that zone. So I think like it's not enough for you to just tell them like they need to understand as well their role and like how they can support you beyond just like being there. There are strategies like that, for example. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I would recommend getting that investment from them if you're going to be having a birthing partner. Like it's literally so important because it will be the make or break. Like ultimately you need to communicate what you need. And if you have someone yapping in your ear constantly or in any sense of the word, bringing in any doubt or fear or anxiety, it's going to ruin it. So that person needs to be invested. That person needs to be supportive. And that's where like a doula can be really helpful. I had a doula last time. I have a doula this time. They're obviously all going to be educated on hypnobirthing and they'll be able to kind of support with that. If like, for whatever reason, there are extra tools that your partner needs to incorporate, like there's so much value in having a doula. I also recommend that. Um, I, I, I don't know, like kind of the stigma in every country, but like in the UK and in America, it's really normal. There are lots of amazing women doing that work. And I just think they are going to be your advocate and they are going to help you and support you in your hypnobirthing goals. And like, they're obviously going to be incredibly educated on that. And having an advocate and having someone who's really educated in that space is only going to enhance the experience. Um, I felt like when it got to the hospital transfer, which I didn't want, but had to do, my doula was such an advocate for me. Like my husband was advocating for me, but my doula was like out in the hallway, like fighting for me. Like, this is what she's doing. This is what she wants. Like, this is the plan, blah, blah, blah. And I felt so supported just to have that, like it meant that Matt didn't have to leave the room and he could like be with me when things were like escalating and it just worked really well. So I would obviously recommend that most of them will have like a payment plan as well. So you could like hire them early on. Really, you need to book them early in your pregnancy anyways, and then you can like pay them off over time. So that was really helpful. Okay. Something else that I'm doing this time that I didn't do last time was I downloaded a 
app called Blessed, and it's a hypnosis app for hypnobirthing. Oh my gosh, it is so good. I think I don't even know how I came across it. It was either Pinterest or I was just Googling. It wasn't a recommendation from someone. It was just like I found it somewhere through a search engine. And it literally takes you through hypnosis tracks for like whether it's releasing sort of like an emotion you don't want, or if it's relaxing a certain part of the body or building a relationship with your baby. It also has deep sleep hypnosis. Um, so if you've never been in a state of hypnosis, I would like prepare yourself for that. Like I personally do it while I'm laying down um, or like sitting down at a, at a steep decline <laughs> because like you really are like hypnotized. Like you go into a different state. And then they'll bring you out of it. And she'll be like, okay, you're coming out of hypnosis. And you're just like, whoa. Um, so it's really cool because you're not actually seeing a hypnotherapist. It's all obviously pre-recorded. But I found that that's been helpful. Is it as good as rainbow relaxation? No. To me, and this is just what resonates with me, nothing is as good as that. Like to me, rainbow relaxation is the end all be all. I do that every single night. And what I'm really doing is practicing releasing. Because like when you're pregnant, you don't realize how much tension you're storing in your pelvic area. And like that tension is not conducive to a smooth vaginal birth. Okay. So if you're like trying, and it's definitely not conducive to releasing the sensation of pain. So the key in all of it is relaxing the muscles and just like the whole area so that the uterus can just do its job and you can be that like vessel knowing that like it's healthy, what's happening. It's bringing you closer to your baby and you can breathe and just let it do its what it does best. When you tighten it, it makes the surges worse. So you have to, and it's hard. It's hard to like employ that practice of relaxation in the most intense moment of your life, which is why practicing it day in and day out for months and months is critical because like if you start two weeks before, I'm not saying that you can't do it. Of course, do it whenever you can, you know, but I would say that like I was so successful for so long because I practiced so much. It's like anything. It's like going to the gym. It's like if you had a competition and you would do something that, you know, was going to be really hard or like run a marathon, you're not going to start practicing two weeks before. Do you see what I'm saying? This is the same thing. However long you think you're going to need to practice for that do that for this and more because it's harder. <laughs> um, but harder not being a bad thing. It's just like the greater the effort, the greater the reward. Um, the reward is just absolutely the best thing in the entire world. So I would just say those two recordings are my like my Bible. The Rainbow Relaxation and the Blessed app, I rotate them, but the Rainbow Relaxation, I do every single night. Every single night, I get in bed. I know that it's going to take me 30 minutes and I listen to it and I'm very actively engaged. Like my mind is not going all over and I'm specifically focused on relaxing my pelvis, my uterus, all of that, just like releasing any tension to where it's almost like tingly. It's so relaxed. I'm almost floating and I'm tingly and I'm practicing holding that. So like sometimes we can release and then we feel it and we're like, oh, that feels good. But then we tighten right back up because that's just our default. So practicing holding that for even the half hour. And then as you get more advanced, practice that throughout the day. You can also practice it if you have pain. 
Like if you have a foot cramp or you stub your toe or you get a stomach cramp or whatever, like start practicing that skill with your other unwanted sensations. You can start practicing by putting your hand in like a tub of ice cold water. How can you practice the art of releasing tension and fully relaxing to release the pain? It will work. I have like recently been getting a lot of foot cramps. I don't know why. And those are really painful. And this has been great because I'm like, oh, great. I can practice using this. And it always works. So those are my, I'll I'll link those, like I said. But um, so far we have um, the book, read the book, take the course. Now it doesn't have to be my course or my book, but a book, a course in that order. Download Rainbow Relaxation. I will download or I'll leave you the link. Like I said, I think it's $12. You have to download it on your computer and then save it to a drive to listen to it on your phone. I don't know why. If anyone ever knows a way around this, then I will be so happy. But I cannot figure it out, both pregnancies. Um, I This is like my prescription. There's no right or wrong way to do it. I'm just saying like this is what's worked for me. And sometimes having a structure works. The Blessed app. I do once a day, either in the middle of the day or towards the end of the day while sitting somewhere where my eyes can be closed and I can be hypnotized. It's not safe to do like standing up or driving in the car. Don't do it while you're walking. You need to be like sitting down and like in your own space. Okay. I also do it when I have pregnancy insomnia, which really is only the third trimester. Um, there's ones to get you into that state hypnosis to get you into relaxation, to get back to sleep or to go to sleep. And those are fantastic as well. Okay. Next, what am I doing? A vision board. You guys, like the mental imagery and having like a vision of what you do want is so important. I didn't do this last time. I don't know why. I just thought everything was going to be so like straightforward and it wasn't. I mean, it was from like luckily the prep of like releasing the sensations, but my birth didn't go the way that I wanted. Um, and it it doesn't, it rarely does. I mean, it it can, but like. I guess I wouldn't want anyone to feel like they failed if it didn't. Cause you, I mean, you can only control so much, right? Like with birth, especially like you relinquish control. Cause it's like baby comes when baby wants to come and the process goes in the way that the process goes. So all you can do is know that like you've succeeded if internally you've maintained it, what you want. So like for me, like I internally wanted to maintain that state of hypnosis and like you can bring hypnobirthing into any scenario. You can bring it into a C-section. You can bring it into a hospital birth or an epidural, like you can find ways to curate the space and the conversations that you want by being very prescriptive to your practitioners and stuff like that. So I did bring it with me into the hospital. I don't feel like by the time I got there, it was the same, but I still felt like, yeah, my birth didn't go as planned, but I achieved what I needed to achieve through that experience. And obviously it was very profound for me as I'm like making very clear for you here now. So it's not a failure if it doesn't go exactly the way you want it. Um, You can still hold on to these things that you know to be true and like find the magic in your body and the release of these sensations. So this time what I'm doing to elevate it though is the vision board of a home birth. I'm very aware that it might not go the way I want. I hope that it does. I'm manifesting that into reality and I'm doing a lot of prep to make that happen. I know that when you are creating goals and you're speaking into the universe, you want to be very specific. So I don't just have pictures of home births. I also have pictures of me, well, me, (laughs) a lady, a girl who's just had her baby on the bed eating a sandwich while her husband holds a baby. 
to show the universe that I don't want to have to do a hospital transfer. I also want like a successful placenta delivery. So I have pictures of um, moms who've delivered their placenta at home, like happily holding their baby, um, sort of like after pictures to show that everything went as planned. I also have a lot of VBAC pictures, uh, vaginal birth after cesarean. I ended up in an emergency C-section in the end, having pushed for five hours and pushed about a third of his head out. This is not an episode on my birth. So I'm not going to get into it. I know it's wild, but it's true. And, um, so I, I, I kind of consider myself having done both really and a bit of everything. <laughs> so ultimately it's still considered a H back actually home birth after cesarean. So in my images, like these women who are doing these successful home births, who also birthed the placenta and are in their beds with their family smiling and laughing and all is well, they have C-section scars. So it's just like kind of being very specific with like what you want. You know, mine is a birthing pool because I, I was in the water last time a lot when I was in the more intense stages of labor and I'm going to have a birthing pool, but I also want to be able to go back onto my bed after the, you know, the placenta's here and nurse my baby and just like have some food. And so I have a lot of pictures of that, just getting really specific with what you want and you know, whatever that is for you whatever like your like soul desires for this experience. That's what I really want. And I'm kind of just like holding space for my last experience and knowing that like I've done a lot of work to release that trauma, but it's still a part of me. It was it was a very difficult situation it, it, towards the end when things didn't go the way I wanted. But also that this is another chance to walk into it um, with a newfound sense of strength and encouragement and sort of replacing these past experiences you know, processing them, releasing them, and then replacing these new images in my conscious and subconscious um, by looking at that every single day. And I just think it's really also nice and encouraging to be like looking at these photos um, of other women who've done this and like reminding yourself that it's so possible. What else? I've got loads of affirmation cards hung out on lit string. So I ordered them off Etsy. Etsy is great if you type in like hypnobirthing cards and they're just like a lot of the affirmations that you might need to tell yourself if you snap out of hypnosis in the moment. Um, things like, I feel the, the strength of all other women that have come before me. You know, my surges are not stronger than me because they are me. And for those of you who are not familiar with the vocabulary, surges are contractions. Um, but we use the word surges because unfortunately, I feel as though, well, not I, the hypnobirthing community feels as though contractions have, you know, been so associated with a negative connotation. And I do a lot of this work in the brain training. I teach my students is like, if that word has a negative connotation, it's going to conjure up these neurotransmitters that are ultimately setting off the cascade effect of adrenaline, which is going to cause pain. And so we want to replace any words with a negative association with a positive association. And surges are one way that we do that in hypnobirthing. So I have these affirmation cards that I read every day and like just having them in a place where my birthing pool is going to be, where I'm going to labor is really, really important. So that kind of brings me to my next point, which is just like having your vision and holding your vision of how you, where you want to be and like what you want it to look like. And I didn't really do that as much last time as I want to do with intention this time. Last time I was like, well, I'm just going to be at the birthing center and I'll like just like transfer when I feel like it and blah, blah, blah. Whereas this time I'm like setting up that space now and I'm 31 weeks. Um, so 
not everything. I don't have like towels down, (laughs) but you know, so for example, like I will have all my affirmation cards, um, hung up and they have like the little lit, like hangy thing, (laughs) hangy thing. What does do, do they actually call it? I'll add the link, but it's going to be a UK link. I got it from Etsy. It's like the thing that holds all the cards, but it's lit up so that the room can be dark, but you can still see the affirmations. I also have a onesie for the baby that I got off Etsy that says born at home because I'm really speaking that into existence. I have some crystals um, for protection, bravery, and love. And I have the vision board. And I'm also putting like little tea light candles all around the room. And some of them are going in specific crystals that help you connect to your subconscious. Okay. And then the last thing that I would say I'm doing differently this time that I didn't do last time in terms of like just like brain training and nervous system prep and all of that good stuff is taking more time off. Last time I felt like I was working till the very end. And I know that like not everyone can do this because some people aren't self-employed and like I totally get it. But I guess I just mean like taking more time off even if it means mentally. So like in your off time, consciously and intentionally doing less from a mental standpoint and sitting in the silence. I just think that like when you're pregnant and when you're birthing, you know, you are in such a special space of like so much intuition. Like as mothers and as the people doing the birthing, we have so much intuition and wisdom in our DNA. We are so special. And if you are silent, you can really tap into that. Like I feel more intuitive than I've ever been in my entire life. And the reason why I feel this way is because I've let myself have silence, like silence of the mind, because wisdom in, I feel like it comes in the silence. Like when you want the answer to something or you want to understand something, like truly in your bones, it comes in the silence. And why not tap into that innate ability to do so and to connect with that part of us that we have, that enhanced ability that we have in pregnancy um, while we have that opportunity. And so I just think like it's a reframe as well. Like this is such a time, a special time to honor. The more you honor this time and relish in it and use it almost like in a ritual way, the happier your nervous system is going to be, the more positive like the neurotransmitters that are going to be released, like the better your baby is going to feel, the more stabilized their nervous system is going to be, and the more likely you're going to have a successful birth. Um, Ultimately, success is the health of mom and baby, of course, but I'm just saying like, if you want to get in alignment with whatever your desire is for birth, the best thing you can do is manage your stress load, period. And like doing this simple exercise of sitting in the silence or taking time to do less is huge because as mothers, if you know, you're pregnant or you have a child, our mental load is huge. It's huge. And like biologically, we are designed to have a huge mental load. So it's not like you're doing something wrong. Like we just are the ones responsible for that. Right. We're just like carrying everything. And so you need to take the time to consciously and intentionally clear that perhaps spend time like looking at your vision board, close your eyes and pop in a hypnosis from blessed journal, um, sit with your affirmation cards and breathe, do some really gentle yoga, just like give yourself space to receive whatever kind of intuitive message is yours. And that special connection that you have with your baby 
and like know that you are extremely spiritual and powerful and like truly magical at this time. You're literally bringing a soul from the ether into the planet. Like that is perhaps the most impactful thing we will ever do as humans, period, ever. And like you're doing that right now. And I think that time needs to be greatly honored. And the more you can make your life magic, the more you can bring in these rituals, the more regulated you're going to feel, the more enlightened you're going to be, the higher your vibration is going to be. And like all of these things are getting you in alignment with your desires. So I highly recommend this. Last time, if I was tired and I was taking time for myself, perhaps I was watching a TV show, you know, and there's nothing wrong with TV. Like I'm a huge fan of like unwinding, taking your mind off things, watching a funny show. Like, yeah, let go for it. You know, whatever works for you. But I'm just saying like intentional time. And like everyone can do this. Everyone can make time for this. There are loads of excuses. I hear it in my program all the time. But like life is about intention and creating space. We all have 24 hours in a day. So whatever that looks like for you, you can see what people prioritize. I'm thinking right now of one of my good friends, Alexis Gordon. She is a macro coach on Instagram. She has two babies, like two under two. And she works out every day for like an hour and a half without help. And like, she is like such a queen of this saying like, you make time for the things you prioritize. I don't make time for that every day, but I don't sit there saying a bunch of excuses for it. I just know that I'm not prioritizing it. Whereas she's there (laughs) setting her alarm, getting up in the morning and doing it, putting in the work because it matters to her. And I just think like, she's so kind of like cutthroat about it as well. She's like, if you like want it badly enough, like you're going to do it. So I encourage that sort of like tough love um, because I think that it is like a realization that we all like have to have at some point. Um, And like all of this, I mean, like you have to make time to like make the vision board if that's something you want to do. Like you have to make time to like listening to a recording for 30 minutes every night. Like you're prioritizing that over something else, perhaps scrolling through your phone or like watching a show. I don't know. So all of these things take intention and there's so many steps to like laying out the the sort of pathway to being successful here. But I hope that in giving you some of the tools and the links and just like the steps that I've taken that have worked that again, don't, it's not like a specific curriculum. It doesn't have to be how you do it, but it's just a framework that perhaps whatever speaks to you or works for you works for you. Um, so I hope that that was helpful. I hope that it was encouraging. I hope that there were some like reframes for you, um, that you had some light bulb moments. If you have any questions about this podcast, um, feel free to ping me on Instagram, that healing feeling. Um, if you're not already on my email list, make sure to go to the link in the show notes and get on the email list. You guys, like I send out emails weekly with free trainings. Like I, don't really feel like everyone knows this who's not on my email list. But like I send out a free training every Monday or if like Monday's a holiday, like on a Tuesday. And basically it's in the form of a podcast. Like, so something like this or like a video or a webinar. And the only way to know like what the training is, is to be on the email list. So I would highly recommend clicking on the link to get on the email list. Um, you know, this is kind of a fun, more rare episode because I'm not always talking about birth. However, I'm going to include it 
in here for those who relate to this, but obviously it's always something brain training, nervous system focused when it comes to releasing an unwanted sensation and healing and, and evolving and all that stuff. So like, if that's your jam, this is the place to be. This is the community to be in. Anyways, like I said, I really hope that this was helpful. Please share this podcast on your stories um, and tag me if this was useful and you think that other people are going to benefit. And as always, you know, make sure that you go down to the bottom and rate and review the podcast. You guys, like I said, I release free long form content every single week in the hopes of really helping people start to step into the reality that they want for themselves and the best way for you to show me that it's helping you and to support this free long form content is to rate, just rate it or even, you know, write a review so that more people can see the podcast and you can really support um, the work that I'm doing on my end to keep this advertising free and hopefully jam packed with value for you. So Thank you so much for being here. And if any of you guys are thinking about getting pregnant or pregnant or are soon to be birthing, (laughs) I'm sending you all the positive birth vibes. You know, I know it's going to be great. And I know that you know it can be great. And I'm here to support you all the way. All right, you guys have a good one. 